What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Math Step Back Podcast. Uh, a lot of times feel like I was on the road to nowhere Tell me why all these people up in my face acting like I know them Feeling like Luka Doncic, rookie of the year, I'm the coldest God speaking through me every single track, profit like Moses Asking why I gotta wait till I'm dead to go and get my roses Feeling like math 2019, grinding unfocused I used to go to bed at night, this current so hopeless Went through the same pain, my friends chose drugs to cope with How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Step Back of Mavs podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined by my MavsSI.com colleague, Matt Galatson. We got a good one for you guys tonight, but first, Matt, we need to talk about our guy, 6'6 Drew, and that new Luka Doncic track that he's coming out with. It's going to come out about a week before the Mavs season starts. Uh, as far as I know, I haven't seen anybody, uh, you know, make a song that's a tribute to Luca yet. So I'm really excited about it. You guys heard the little snippet at the beginning there. It's really, really good. The whole song is amazing. It's going to be on all the major platforms. But Matt, what, what's your thoughts on our on our guy Six Six Drew, his new song there? I mean, it seems like it's uh, probably his best one yet, in my opinion. Yeah. I I really like it a lot. Um, spoiler alert: uh, I've never had my name spoken in a rap song before, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> you can't give any spoilers, Matt. When <laughs> they don't know that, uh, well, <laughs> they will soon. Um, but it, it's a great track, and uh, it seems like every month he's you know coming out with a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, and the, and I mean he's, the he's the, incredible. The crazy thing is, you know, he's he did this. This is just a single. This isn't a part of you know his his upcoming album. He's been working on for a while now. So, as busy as he is, you know, putting that together, he still took the time to you know formulate this and uh, put it out there for Mavs fans. So. Really exciting stuff. I love how you know the the podcast listeners have really embraced Drew, and I, I really hope that you know that continues going forward. I think everybody's gonna love this. It's the first one that's gonna be you know on iTunes and Spotify, and uh, instead of just being on Audio Mac or uh, what's the other one, SoundCloud. So yeah. I, I I think it's gonna be really really good. I think it's gonna catch fire in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So. Really excited well, about it. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> um, didn't he didn't he record it like write it and record it in like one night? Yes, it took him one night. Because I remember you were texting me, you were like, "Hey, Drew wants to put this thing together, but <laughs> he wants to know if we want it first. And I was like, uh, "I mean, yeah." And then the next day, you text me a link. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Well, see, he did it in one night, but. 
you know, I've been kind of, I've been in his ear a little bit for a couple of months now. Uh, and I was like, you know, he's going to win rookie. Even before it was announced that Luca officially won rookie of the year, I was like, dude, he, he's going to win rookie of the year. It's going to be a big deal. Oh, wait, he did? I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, you know, he had a, a historic rookie season for NBA player. Uh, first person to put up those kind of numbers since Oscar Robertson. And I was just like, you know what? This, uh, if you want to do it, I mean, I, I, I'm encouraging you to do it because if he didn't want to, I didn't want him to. But if he did, I knew he would do a great job with it. And, you know, a lot of our fans and Mavs fans in general are going to love it. So, Drew, we're excited about it. Can't wait for you to release that thing. I hope everybody enjoyed the little preview of it. Follow him at Drew32 all day on Twitter. He's always, you know, interacting with people and putting his new music on there. And just show him some love. Tell him how much you enjoy uh, that snippet of his new song coming out. And when it does, uh, when it is released, continue to show him some love, you know, from here on out. So, Matt, we're going to just jump into a different topic here. Sports Illustrated, a site we're now affiliated with, uh, put out their top 100 players in the NBA. And the only players that were excluded from being, well, how should I put this? The only players that weren't included in this list are rookies. So no Zion, no R.J. Barrett, no no overhyping of those guys. But... You know, we do have some issues with this list. Do you want to start on that? I have so many unbelievably bad issues <laughs> with this list. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is in the top 100. Um, get out of here with that. That is ridiculous. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is in the top 100. Uh, by the by, the skin of his teeth, Andrew Wiggins made it. Literally number 100. Um, I mean, there's some good ones on here. Like, I like how Spencer Dinwiddie got in and Karis LeVert got in. Uh, but, like, there's some other ones. Like, Andre Iguodala's all the way up at 86, and his legs are about to fall off. Eh, uh, I, we disagree a little bit there. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about Iggy a little bit later. But Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart are, like, way behind um, Ricky Rubio who's all the way up at number 73, which, like, if I if, if we had told Mavs fans at any point over the summer that the Mavs were signing Ricky Rubio, they'd be like, no! And he's apparently better than, like, P.J. Tucker and Laurie Markkinen and Sabonis and Montrez Harrell and, like, all these other people. And it's like, no. Can I, can I make a um, quick point about Iguodala? I guess. <laughs> you know, it, when we heard that the Mavs and the Grizz were, you know, discussing a... Equal dollar trade. Some people are like, uh, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. I'm pretty sure you were one of those people. Where me, on the other hand, I I would have been, you know, pretty excited if it had gone down. But how funny would it be if they did end up with Iguodala and <laughs> he got put number 86 on this list, and then you scroll up a little bit and Danny Green's at 89. Okay, here's here's what would happen. If the Mavs traded for him, he would immediately drop out of the top 100. You know, well, you're right there. I, I agree with that. 
It's kind of like Nobody it's, kind, it's kind of like when players go to the Mavs and the next 2K is released, their rating goes down a little bit. But yeah. if they go to the Lakers, uh, they get a 10-point spike. Exactly. Ricky Rubio and Harrison Barnes are 72 and 73, which is just LOL. Um, I'm just I'm just scrolling down the list some more. Uh, I like where Robert Covington is. Trey Young's all the way down at 62, which I think is hilarious. Um, I think that's – I mean, below. look, Trey, for a second-year player, I mean, that's not bad. But, I mean, the defense – I mean, you knew he, was gonna, he wasn't going to be too high because of how historically bad on the defensive end he was. Well, okay, Clay Thompson's number 58. Is he even going to play this year? Probably not, but... Uh, so then why is he in the top 100? Kevin Durant's not. Is Kevin Durant really not on it? I didn't I don't, I don't. didn't see him in my first scroll through. I'm scrolling through it now. We'll find out. But, I mean, I, I'm fine with... Yeah, Durant's not in it. I'm fine with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has more of a chance of coming back this season than KD. You know, KD, he's not coming back this next season. Okay, but even if he does come back... When he's healthy enough to come back, he's not all the way down at 58. Mm, well. He's not. He's not below Otto Porter. Well, fine. I mean, you can die on that hill, but I, I think it's fine given the circumstances. But I do. If he, he either shouldn't be on it or he should be in the top 15. Tobias Harris is number 49. He's in the top 50. Well, you can see that. A bunch of dumb Mavs fans were saying they wouldn't want him either. I get it for the money, but he's a really good player. And, you know, when you get down into the the top 40 it's really it gets really interesting because Kristaps Porzingis they put him at number 37 and I think what you know we've talked about this I think we're both in agreement that's a pretty you know generous spot for him for a guy that hasn't played basketball in what a year and a half now uh yeah almost two yeah years. almost two years I mean that's that's pretty generous and it shows you you know how highly people still think of Porzingis so and I'm sure I'm sure his social media posts have you know affected this list a little bit <laughs> people seeing yeah maybe people seeing how he, he looks mean, like he's in is it Rocky 3 Rocky 4 god Dalton well, you're the I haven't watched him forever Matt but <laughs> he definitely looks like Drago it's, it's the best Rocky movie um, but and I don't count Creed in those movies, but yes. <laughs> well, that's a fair spot for Porzingis. Uh, I actually, like, I feel like by the time we get to Christmas, if if he is staying relatively healthy and he hasn't sat out a ton of games or whatever, I, I really feel like it, there's potential for both him and Luka to creep into that top 25. Which, by... Yeah, it's possible. Which, by the way, Luca is seven spots uh, up from or down from Porzingis at number thirty. So, second year player yeah. already being considered a top thirty player in the league. Thirty two spots above Trey Young, which is delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, another big problem I have is Donovan Mitchell above Luca at number twenty nine. Um, let's see. Chris Middleton seems really high. I feel uh, I feel like the Mitchell thing is more of like they almost felt obligated 
to put Mitchell at least one spot ahead of Luka just because he's been to the playoffs a few times now. Get out of here with that. Huh? Get out of here with that. I <clears throat> he he's not he's not better than Luka. He's not better than DeMar DeRozan. He's not better than CJ McCollum. Speaking of Donovan Mitchell. He's not better than De'Aaron Fox. I I know I keep adding in these random references here, but speaking of Donovan Mitchell, did you see our new large son, Boban, just completely demolish him (laughs) earlier? Yeah, that should have dropped him. 15 spots on this list alone <laughs> you got even oh, alive dude, no no he shouldn't have dropped just because of that boban's awesome okay well i'm not going off on a boban tangent just go go to mavssi.com and read my my piece on boban that i put out this week he's going to be a difference Bradley, maker. he's just going to be a hashtag limited difference maker um hashtag teamwork yeah uh <laughs> Bradley Beal is way too low on this list, too. 22. I absolutely he's, agree. That's, that's too low. He should, he's a top 20 player um, for sure. Draymond's too high. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He's too high. 17 is way too high. I like where they have Drew Holiday. Top yeah, 25 for Drew Holiday. They put some respect on his name, and I, I really like that. Uh, we got Kyrie all the way down at 15, which, okay, but, like, Gobert is at 14. Like so, people need to make up their minds. This is why I have a big problem with Gobert. People need to make up their minds. Either a centers don't matter anymore because three point shooting and blah 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 blah, or b centers are still important and can take over a game, and you still need you still need to have them around. Well, there's there's no in between apparently anymore, which drives me crazy because it's like I don't. It's like okay, I thought I think Gobert is fine. I don't think he's a top 15 player. I think he's fine. But there are other people who say, oh, you can't even have him on the floor. It's like, that's bullshit. He's a defensive player of the year. Let's, you know, we've, we've kind of skimmed through the entire list as we as we go. Let's let's look at the top five here. And I want to see if you have any issues with how they uh, constructed the top five. Number one, they put Giannis. Number two, they put Kawhi Leonard. Number three, LeBron James. Number four, Steph Curry, and number five, James Harden. Do you do you agree with that list? I don't. Shockingly, <laughs> what 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 would you change about that list? I, I feel like it's pretty accurate. I think the top five players in the NBA heading into next season, in order, are Kawhi, Giannis. Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron. Okay, you're you're <laughs> you you swayed me except for the top player. I think Giannis is the best player. I don't know, man. I if he can just even get something even close to a respectable three point shot, it's just over. Like even even as good as Kawhi is, like he's not gonna be able to to match up with something like that. Uh, so I mean I I really I like. I don't know, man. Kawhi's a terminator. I mean, Kawhi's good. Here's what I would do: I would put Giannis one A, and I would put Kawhi one B. I mean, I think they're they're kind of equal there, but I, I I like Giannis at one. But I do agree with moving LeBron Coward. down to number five. I do agree with that. He's just like I have nothing but respect for LeBron. 
Oh, he's a beast. Dude, well, he, that's not, he's, that's, that's not he's going to play until but he's 40, and he's still going to put maybe, up at least like 18 points a game. But he, I just I, I don't think he's a top five player anymore. Is he awesome and amazing? Yes. I think he's a top five Is he a player. top ten player? For sure. I just I, If he is in the top five, I don't know that he's better than Anthony Davis. But if he is in the top five, then he's number five. Well, he got injured last year. He ended up sitting out, what, the last third of the season, I think. And then, you know, he, he's rested all summer, didn't make the playoffs, had extra time off. I, I really think he's going to have a resurgent year. And I think he still has that ability to be in that top five spot. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I mean, I stuff LeBron's done in the past, you know, especially when it comes to the Mavs, I haven't liked it. But, you know, since those finals in 2011, he's shown a lot of respect for Dirk. Uh, he really seems to like Luka. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have anything personal against LeBron anymore. So, I, but... Just his, just going off his abilities and not my personal feelings. I mean, I, he's definitely in the in the top five to me. Well, I'm just gonna say, like I said before, if he's in the top five, he's number five. He's not top three anymore. He's he's right up there in the goat conversation with with Michael Jordan. I really couldn't argue against him being considered the greatest player ever. But he's 35. He's been injured a lot this last year and I just don't think he's the same player he used to be well maybe so but you know a player in that top five Steph Curry you know he's really going to have a chance to to prove like if anybody has any doubt whatsoever that Steph shouldn't be top three which is yeah he's third on this list like he's he's fourth is he fourth who's third LeBron is on, is on the list, is third on the list, but I just don't think he should yeah, be. I'm all over the place. I moved LeBron down though, but I think I think Steph should be third, and he has a chance to really prove like just how dominant he is this year because Clay's out, KD left. He's basically just going to be depending on Draymond and D'Angelo Russell. So. <laughs> I mean, good luck, man. <laughs> he he might just go out there and average forty points a game. I think he could. I don't know if they'll play him, you know, the absurd amount of minutes to make that possible. But I think if Steph Curry went into a season thinking I want to average forty points a game, he's one of the few players that could accomplish it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just can't stress enough how happy I'm going to be that it's two different teams in the finals this year oh i know wide open i love the parody man and it makes it you know for teams like the mavs that haven't made the playoffs in three seasons now and you know they they made the big trade they got porzingis he seems to be like he's a hundred percent healthy for the first time in forever luca's coming off a historic rookie season going in you know he's looking to make a second second year leap you know, it, having that parity in the league makes it that much more exciting for a team like the Mavs who are looking to, you know, jump into the playoffs for the first time in a while. And then you get to thinking about the parity, and it's like, okay, well, let's just get in, and then let's see what can happen. So it's really exciting for, for guys like us. I agree. Um, 
I'm excited to see, you know, what the league's going to end up looking like next year with all these different players everywhere. It's going to be really exciting season. It's only, what, four weeks until preseason? Yeah. Yep. Only four weeks away so. from preseason. Let's see. Today was the 12th, so... We are we are about two and a half weeks away from media day and then training camp opening. So I mean it, it's coming up fast. Yeah, once NBA and NFL and college football are all going at the same time, I'm going to have absolutely no life. But it's going to be worth <laughs> yeah. it. It's the best <laughs> sports time of the year. Yeah, and I'm just going to be working my ass off. But it's going to be worth it because I love doing it. Absolutely. All right, guys, well, look, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, On the other side, we're going to come back and talk about the Mavs uh, doing some team bonding in Miami. Uh, We're going to talk about the the Grizz refusing to buy out Andre Iguodala. And we're going to talk about KP's potential load management this season and how it could affect the Mavs' playoff hopes. So stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, We're going to jump right into talking about the, the Mavs and, you know, Matt, a couple of these guys, uh, I reported on, on Twitter the other day that uh, all these guys were going down to Miami for some team bonding and some pre-camp training. Uh, not all of the Mavs are there, but, you know, they, they posted a team picture earlier today of, uh, you know, their dinner they had last night. And uh, we know Luke is there, KP, Justin Jackson, DeLon Wright. Jalen Brunson, Isaiah Roby, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Am I missing anybody? Uh, I don't think so. Did you say Justin Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, I said Justin. Yeah, so, I think you got everybody. And, I mean, obviously, uh, Boban, he can't be there because he's busy dominating in the World Cup right now. Uh, Maxi Kleba, he, he might not, you know, be able to make it in time. This is only like a three-day thing. They, Wasn't he? Was he not? I guess Germany didn't make the World Cup, did they? No, but I don't. I don't think he's back yet either, though. Uh, but uh, this is only a three-day thing because uh, obviously Luke is going to be playing in Dirk's celebrity tennis uh, competition. That's this weekend, is it not? Yeah, I can't go though. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get to see Dirk play tennis. We get to see how good Luca is at tennis, and I mean, I'm I'm sure he's at least decent. So, <laughs> so this this is just a short get together. The guys are trying to bond as a team. Um, they're trying to you know get used to each other, establish some chemistry. You really like to see stuff like this when training camp technically doesn't start for another two and a half weeks. It's not mandatory. The guys just got together and said, you know what, let's do this. And I, it, it can only help the team uh, start the season off on a good note. So you love to see that. Uh, Jalen, I mean, uh, not Jalen, uh, Ryan Brokoff, he had a newborn son not too long ago. Uh, he's still at home enjoying family time with him and his wife. Uh, Seth Curry, as uh, if you read my piece on MavsSI.com, he's getting married this weekend, so obviously he's not going to be in attendance. And Matt, did you know? Uh, surely you heard this at some point in the past, but Seth Curry, he's marrying Doc Rivers' daughter. Did you know that? Um, I did not know Doc Rivers had a child. 
Well, see, I, I What's knew... What's the guy's name? <laughs> what? Austin. Austin Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a forgettable player. What can I say? Yeah, that's pretty funny. He said he didn't have a child and one's playing in the NBA. But anyway, uh, I did see something a while back, you know, saying that Seth Curry was dating his daughter, but I had no It shocked me when it's like, okay, he's getting married this weekend. I was like, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. So he's probably not going to, he's probably not going to report to the Mavs until right up until training camp. But I mean, he has a very good reason for doing that. But what, what's your initial thoughts on this? I mean, you, you can't help but feel good about the guys getting together like this before they actually have to. Well, um, I, I'd like to point out in the picture that um, I think it's hilarious that Luca is quote-unquote drinking a soda. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I saw somebody say that uh, he just switched drinks with DeLon Wright. You know, DeLon Wright has a, a glass of wine, and they were saying, yeah, he just switched, <laughs> he switched drinks. Well, with- Luca doesn't strike me as a wine guy. I mean, I mean, you're probably I, right. Personally, um, I think he's a beer guy, judging on other pictures that we've seen. Yeah, definitely. Um, we definitely don't think that by the huge amount of Coronas we saw in his fridge last season. <laughs> uh, Lasco, maybe it's a Slovenian beer. Who knows? Um, but in all seriousness, I think it's great that they're doing that. Uh I don't know why they chose Miami because it's just the worst. I mean, it, it's but, you got it. I mean, I've been there, my my sister used to do competitive cheer, and so every so often I was forced to go to these big cheer competitions. And one year it was in Miami on Fourth of July, and it was the worst for me because it just so happened to be July of 2015. So I was my my Miami experience was ruined by DeAndre Jordan. Mm. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. But other than that, I mean, I had a really good experience down there. It was a lot of fun. Well, um, it's just not my scene personally. It's not mine uh, either, but it was different. I mean, I I wouldn't go back, but I did have fun while I was there. Yeah, I mean, there's cooler places they could have gone, I think. But in in the grand scheme of things, I think it's a really good deal. Um, especially since it's a good portion of the new guys, uh, like DeLon and KP. So, you know, it, it. the only thing that could go wrong is if, is if somebody jumps KP again, but this time it's in the United States. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're, you know... I think they're going to have fun and they're just, you know, I mean, drinking and look. eating and, and having, <laughs> having a good time together. Obviously, that you know that that can be a serious type of thing, but we have joked a little bit about, you know, the, the reason Porzingis got so jacked this summer is to make sure that he doesn't get jumped again <laughs> like he was it's at possible. that <laughs> like he was at that Slovenian bar, so I mean, I, I really don't see anybody jumping KP at this point. And you know, Latvian I've, bar, sir. And with you know, with talking to a couple people with the Mavs here recently, I've I've been trying to you know, because I, I haven't seen him in person, and you know, we've seen a bunch of pictures and everything. So I've just kind of asked, like, hey, is is this legit? Like, is he just finding good angles and everything? And everybody says he is legitimately bigger. 
And I mean, it's really exciting to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see what he looks like, you know, on the court or at least during media day when they're wearing their uniforms. Um, you know, every, every, I'm just, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, but I heard Jason Gallagher talking about this on, on our friend Kirk Henderson's podcast. There's, there's ways that you can make a person look more buff than they actually are with pictures. Yeah. With like lighting and different kinds of, uh, anyway, point being it didn't look like they were using any Photoshop or lighting or anything like that. I know he was like in the middle of flexing and, you know, lifting the weights or whatever, but I'm pretty excited, man. He looks like he's put on some serious, serious muscle and that can only help him with his injury problems. And he obviously has strengthened his core a little bit, which is probably the most important part. So that's very, very key to avoiding future injuries. If, if your core, if you take care of your core, then chances are, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a lot more success in uh, preventing irritating injuries. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. That That's how LeBron has been able to avoid having a bunch of injuries throughout his career. Yeah. And he's also trying to, um, was it copyright or trademark or whatever? Uh, Taco Tuesday. Shut up, LeBron. You didn't invent Taco Tuesday. It's been a thing for forever. That, you know that that is extremely random. But I do agree that was the dumbest. How <laughs> you can't you can't copyright. He he really thought he came up with Taco Tuesday just because he put dumb videos out on social media. But anyway, <laughs> I hate LeBron so much. But look, you can go if not even the flexing picture. Like you can look at the the one he recently posted about. He said Dallas is dope, and uh, you know he's he's standing in front of his really nice car. It might be a Ferrari. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but even stuff. Dalton stalking KP's Instagram. <laughs> not stalking. Everybody follows KP on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually not. But good try. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, even if you're looking at that, it's just like, man, he, I mean, he, this isn't the same super skinny stick for arms kid that was in New York. I mean, he really has put in the work, uh, you know, he hasn't played in forever. So, you know, he's just itching to get back out there and prove what he can do. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, just kind of transitioning into this next topic. I mean, the the roster as it is right now, at this point, I'm going to say it's very likely that it stays like this uh, as the season starts, but you never know. I mean, uh, Shams reported that the Grizz, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, are refusing to buy out Iguodala, which, I mean, that's not shocking at all. He's making $17 million, so, <laughs> I mean, who, who wants to eat that much money? I could see why they bought out Dwight Howard because I think his was like five million, but I mean seventeen million dollars. They're not gonna just buy out Iguodala and eat that money or the majority of that money so he can go join a contender. So if he leaves Memphis, it's more than likely gonna be a trade. And I'm I'm really I'm confident in saying that that Courtney Lee and second round pick package is still on the table for the Mavs. I think they would still. Uh, 
execute that trade. But Dalton, he's the 86th best player in basketball. Well, they missed out on the number 89 best player in basketball, so that would be great. They made the mistake of trusting the 89th player in basketball's podcast host and (laughs) ended up missing out on him, so maybe they can trade for a guy that's three spots up. Yeah, that's true. I just look. I I just don't I, I, see how Iguodala could be a negative for this Mavs roster. It can't be a negative if he's either sliding into starting position where we think Justin Jackson's going to be and playing right. twenty five to thirty minutes a game. Uh, or I don't think he's capable of doing that. Then he's not the eighty sixth best player in basketball. Okay. Probably right. Going, moving forward. <laughs> yes, I am right. I'm always right. You need to learn this. Now, um, now you're just starting to sound like Kirk. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm right more often than Kirk. But, uh, anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted. Yeah, you know me. Either, either, either he slides into the starting lineup or he slides into the five-man rotation on the bench and knocks out Dorian, which I would also be fine with. I'm fine with it either way. I just, it doesn't excite me. We'll see the it's thing. not something that that's going to make the difference to me in making the playoffs or not. Well, it's like, and I, I'm pretty sure I, I said this on whichever pod it was. We talked about Iguodala last, but I, I, Iguodala is one of those players that you call a 16 game player so you know once you make it to the playoffs he becomes a really good asset and I mean I really like Dorian Finney-Smith and I think you know he brings a lot of energy off the bench and he's really good at those offensive tip-ins and a good defender but if you're in the playoffs I mean, I have a lot more confidence in Andre Iguodala for 16 games than I do in Dorian Finney-Smith. And that's not a knock on Finney-Smith. That's just, you know, for one for one season at least, because he might, you know, Iguodala might retire after this year. But for one season, I would go with Iguodala. Yeah, I mean, sure. Okay, here's the thing. And and people there were people who wanted like Iguodala over Dragic or Iguodala over player C whatever. But okay, here's an if if, if Dragic Dragic came in and you know the reason they went to Miami was because they wanted to convince him to demand whatever. I honestly cannot believe we are talking about Dragic right now. I'm just saying, if he was a Maverick, he would automatically <laughs> just, be the third best player on the Mavericks. I just if I if Andre Iguodala came in, I'm just saying if if Andre Iguodala comes in, he's still not a top five player on the Mavericks. Well, that's fine though. I mean, I I think that's fine. Just, well, it, and I mean, it it just depends. that's why it doesn't excite me. It really just depends on what you consider being a top five player, according to Sports Illustrated. He would, you know, be a our third best player, <laughs> since the since Luca and KP are the only ones are the only Mavs in the top hundred. So, well, I disagree, but it would be fine. It would make them a better team. I just don't know if it would make a real difference in anything well, important. And like I said, I don't, 
I mean, I really don't think the roster changes at this point. If it does, fine. But I think we're kind of set. And then, at, you know, depending on where the, the Mavs record is towards the trade deadline, if Iguodala is still in Memphis and, you know, he's still available, maybe the Mavs decide to make a move depending on where they're at. Or, hey, I mean, maybe they decide to make a move for somebody else if, if someone becomes available that they like. So, But for the start of the season, I think they're going to roll with the guys they have and they're going to continue to build this chemistry and, and just really see what they've got in-house first. <clears throat> but Yeah, he's, he's, he's a trade deadline guy, so we'll probably be talking about him again in February. Yeah, and I mean, that that's the only time where Memphis is actually going to get some decent trade offers for him too because nobody's going to give up a lot for a guy that was traded to Memphis along with a pick. You know, the Golden State Warriors had to give up a a pick just to send him to Memphis. So, But anyway, Matt, last topic here, and then we're going to head out. This season, there's a lot of factors that are going to, you know, determine whether the Mavs are a playoff team or not. But the top one, in my opinion, is how many games KP ends up missing due to his load management. And we know it's coming. We know in, in some way, in some form, it's it's going to be there. We just don't know exactly how many games he's going to miss because of that. So my question to you is, what do you see for KP? Like, how many games is he going to miss this season and how is that going to affect, you know, the Mavs record? Well, it's, I mean, it's it's difficult to say an exact number. Um, you know, we know that he's going to be he's going to be, you know, reintroduced. I don't want to say slowly, but they're not just going to throw him in for 40 minutes and see how he does. Right. Um, they're going to take it easy with him at first and see how he adjusts and then gradually let him play more. You know, I think Kawhi might be a good barometer for this. He played 60 games last year. Um, averaged about, I think it was 33, 34 minutes a game. So, mm. I think I think it'll be I think it'll be right in there. Um, probably less for KP. Probably closer to, to 28 to 30 minutes a game. But I think he'll play about 60 games. Um, and. You know, obviously, I think I think Kawhi started off last year injured, didn't he, or something to that effect. The difference he had some sort of injury at some point. I like I like that comparison a little bit. I don't I don't necessarily agree that uh, he's going to miss as many games as Kawhi did, just because KP has had a lot more downtime than what Kawhi did. Uh, so. In my opinion, I think it's going to be somewhere between in that 12 to 15 game range. And I think it'll be more towards the first half of the season where they're more cautious. And then after they see like, okay, this guy's good, then it won't be, you know, as much. Maybe every every other back-to-back or something like that he'll sit. But I don't I'm think just saying, given, given his history, if he makes it to 60 games... We should be doing backflips. Well, I really think it's. And I really think he's going to play at least, at least sixty-five games. Somewhere between sixty and sixty-five sounds like a good number. But and obviously it depends on what their record is and how 
you know, their playoff position and all that stuff. Well, and like I said, I mean, if, we, we got to trust this training staff too. I mean, Casey Smith and those guys, they're, they're the best in the business and they'll be able to tell early on if uh, they're pushing him too much or, you know, if they need to lighten up or if they can loosen the reins a little bit. So, I mean, I, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I, 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 think, I mean, if, if Dirk can play 51, I guess KP can play 65. Right. Right, and like I said, he's had a lot more downtime than, you know, your average uh, NBA star coming off of a, a big injury. So, I, I really think that he's going to be okay. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think for the Mavs to make the playoffs, I think he's going to have to hit that 65 mark. You know, if it if it gets to 60 or under 60, it's going to be really, really tough for this team to make playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but I have them right on the cusp at, like, fighting for the eight spot, so. I, I think I he'll mean, play 65, and I think the Mavs will end up making the playoffs as, like, the seventh seed. You know, that's. I think I think my point is you don't risk playing him too much just so you can make the playoffs. Oh, no, I'm not because saying. You're not, I'm because not, you're not there yet. I'm not saying push him. I'm just saying I think he's going to show them that he's okay to where he can play that many games. I don't think they're going to force him to play that many. I just, I, I feel like he's at a point now and he's stronger. He's been able to rehab the right way. I don't think he's going to have as many issues. Uh, he's going to have to knock off the rust at the beginning of the season, but then after that, he's going to be good. And I think the Mavs end up winning, you know, like I predicted a few episodes ago, about 45 games. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I think I think they win 45 games, and I think they make the playoffs as the seventh seed. And, hey, let the good times roll. Yeah, I just um, – I'm you're – a little bit more optimistic than I am. I'm just, I'm playing it a little bit more conservatively, I guess. But you're afraid. We'll see, what, we'll see what happens. You're afraid to get hurt. I get it. Yes, Dalton. I've been hurt before, and I'm not. I'm not ready to do it again. Well, there's been three straight years of hurt. <laughs> well, just just before we leave it, what about the Cowboys? Are you ready to get hurt by the Cowboys after seeing what they did in Game One? Or are you more optimistic about them? No, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna cruise. They're gonna go. 12 and 4, 13 and 3 and make the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. <laughs> okay, so Matt is the Dalton of 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 Cowboys. No, I predicted them to go 6 and 10 last year. But I mean, I don't want to go on a whole Cowboys tangent. I You're going to should go on best Co- best coast boys for that. I'm just saying I'm 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 really impressed with what I saw in week one, even though it was against the Giants. And it was nice. I I have sky high confidence about this team. Look, as a guy that is, you know, disappointed a lot by Southern Miss, their football team is has been okay the last few years. You know, they're five hundred or a little over five hundred, but as a guy that's been really frustrated and seeing, you know, questionable play calls and really conservative offense it was good to see one of my football teams look completely the opposite of that last Sunday so I'm really excited about Kellen Moore but anyway that's your that's your one minute of cowboy talk on a Mavs podcast (laughs) I'm also I'm an Ole Miss football fan so I know 
what that feels like also and it's just really nice to be a fan of a good football team for the first time in like <laughs> five years absolutely well all right guys that's going to do it for this episode of the step back we appreciate you coming in every week and supporting us and we appreciate your patience as we took last week off uh we're gonna have some good content for y'all before the season starts but we're really excited to get the season started and uh you know everybody's gonna be excited and i'm sure we're gonna end up gaining a few new listeners as well so tell your friends to go and subscribe on their favorite podcast platforms and guys we're still running our uh season opener ticket giveaway Mavs playing the Wizards at home. All you have to do is go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Well, first subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and then leave us a review. Put your Instagram or Twitter at in that review and then you'll be entered into a random drawing that we will be doing live on Twitter two weeks before the season opening game. So be sure to do that. Again, we appreciate y'all coming in and listening to us. Y'all have a great weekend. But my boy still living the past. Now you got my boy Chris Stabs looking like Dr. Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fit a gap on your team head. Ain't talking heads. Dang, go relax. Still at a champ. Defense still coming with the caliber. flow. The man's the best on the flow. I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the GOAT. This gang get cold. Yeah, you might need a coach. Your friends turn into your foe. But I'ma just roll. Gotta keep rolling your boat. Yeah, I swear I give them hope. I say I'm cleaner than the soap. This time of year proves who a really single float. For yeah, real. it's the Mavericks. All about action. Don't do no action, no Samuel Jackson, Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic, post move deadly, yeah, get tragic, yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action, don't do no action, no Samuel Jackson, Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic, post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. You know, in this game, it's a lot of grit, you know what I'm saying, proves who has integrity, late nights, early mornings, but we all want the trophy at the end of the day, and that's the beauty of this game, because at the end of the day, only the real gonna float, man, for real, you either sink or you float, only the real gonna float. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.